This episode of Solar Stories is produced by Mouth Media Network and presented by Solar. They said, would you rather have a insecure model or a confident everyday woman? And I think it was something like all these men were like, I take a confident everyday woman any day, like an average, well, quote unquote, average looking woman over a supermodel who was insecure. So that just shows you how much confidence plays a part. Uh, and I feel like confidence is that one key that can change your life. She's been dubbed the body and is known for pushing curvy women into mainstream culture as the winner of Project Runway. Lyris Cross is a model, actress, and pioneer in the fashion industry. She is the daughter of preachers who helped her shape her unique path which focused on using the skills she's honed as a runway model to help others transform all aspects of their lives. Coming up, how a father's campaign for Congress planted a seed, why putting everything into your passion is everything, challenging the standards of beauty, and how Lyris's experience inspired a book. I'm George Manley, and you can find Lyris on Instagram at Cross, spelled L-I-R-I-S-C-R-O-S-S-E, and her story in this episode of Solar Stories, The Art and Business of Influence. Welcome, Lyris. Hello, hello. Thank you for being here with us today. I'm excited to be here. You know I love you guys. (laughs) You know we love you. (laughs) Um, We're really proud and happy to have you as part of the Solar family. Thank you. And um, this is really a celebration of you. Like mm. Solar Stories as a podcast is you know, basically an amenity to our influencers to get mm-hmm. a chance to just give you the opportunity to have the mic. Um, ideally, what we want to take away from it is mm-hmm. a chance to um, hear something new that maybe like your, your fans don't know about you. But Solar Stories is also uh, about the art and business of influence. Mm-hmm. And I think you have a specific story to tell in that regard. Mm -hmm. One of the things that I find so impressive about you is that you skipped, um, you know, the phase in your life intentionally of like going to college and doing all that because you knew from the beginning that this is the life that you wanted to charge a heaven have. Mm -hmm. And you are having success in it as a result of that passion and ambition. Mm -hmm. So I want our listeners to know more about that story because the people that actually listen to this podcast are Mm -hmm. either people in the solar community, like Mm -hmm. listening and learning about each other, or it's people that are like inspired to become influencers themselves, or they're trying to start a brand. And the thing that we really like to offer them in speaking with you is like tricks of the trade, like anything you could give them to like, uh, find a way to, uh, um, gain momentum or have success in areas that they might be struggling in right now. So anything that you've, uh, tried that has worked well for you, but let's start with your, uh, let's start with your story. Um, okay. tell us and go and go back as, as far as you'd like, but tell us like where you came from, how you got to where you are today and, wh- and what, and what the highlights are that you want to point out. I'll give you the condensed version. Okay. Okay. <laughs> well, I was born and raised in Baltimore, Maryland, and um, my parents are pastors back home there. So I'm a preacher's kid. And uh, I've always been interested in like fashion and beauty modeling since I was a little girl. My dad, who is a pioneer of his own and prestigious 
uh, well-educated man as well, Reverend St. George Cross. Whoa. He, yes. It's actually Reverend St. George Idris Byron Churchill Cross. Whoa. Yeah. His, so his, his first name is St. George? His actual first name is St. George. He's <laughs> named so cool. after the island of St. George's Grenada, where he was born. Wow. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> so he was born to like shake up things. And I feel like my name, Lyris, I was born to shake up things as, as well or to do something unique. And I think my father saw that in me pretty early, which is why he named me Lyris. Um, what does Lyris mean? It's my two grandmothers' names, Lila and Iris, and they derived it from Lyric. And um, But everyone in my family gave me a name. So my dad gave me Lyris, my mom gave me Jewel, and my sister gave me Christina. Jewel's your middle name. Christina's your middle name? Correct. Cool. Yep. So, And I have a unique way of spelling it, but I ain't going to tell y'all just in case you try to use that to like hack one of my accounts. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so it's a mix of your passwords. <laughs> okay. But you wouldn't know. You, you guys wouldn't know. But, um, but yeah, so... Growing up there, my father had. Do you a, grow up in Granada? No, I grew up in Baltimore. Okay, got um, it. So, my parent, my dad, um, he was born in Granada, but he, they, his family migrated here so they could all come here to get a great education. So, imagine that they have. I think it was it's five. Wait a minute, Uncle Ernie, Uncle Caster. It's five brothers and two sisters. Wow. So. Imagine that their parents made the choice to say, let's go to America so they can really get a great education when they were already prestigious in the West Indies mm -hmm. with because uh, uh, he was a Methodist pastor, pastor, um, my grandfather. And, uh, you know, they had like maids and, you know, all that they came there. If you're a pastor, you're, you're kind of taken care of there yeah. to come here. And, you know, nothing is like how it is in Grenada, but they wanted the best for their children. And um, let me circle back. So my dad uh, was running for Congress and he had a photographer in the, US? in the U.S. in Baltimore. And the photographer came to the house and he took some pictures for, you know, my dad's campaign brochure. And then he just said, do you mind if I take some pictures of Lyris by herself? And they said, OK, sure. So I took the photographer. Said yes, this? the photographer. So I'm hamming it up taking pictures and a couple weeks later of course he comes back because this is a long time ago when you have to develop the film in the dark room he comes back and he's like you know your daughter is very photogenic and you should get her into modeling so that was ultimately the seed that was planted in my head of you have what it takes <laughs> you can do this so a light bulb went off yeah, for you literally what did your dad say bulb. to that though you know they're like oh okay Great, you know, but they probably didn't realize how much of a seed he planted in Right, me. right. But one thing, I even talk about this in my new book, Make the World Your Runway, available on my website, lyricsea.com. Shameless plug. <laughs> uh, that you really have to immerse yourself in the culture or about whatever your passion is. So even at a young age, I immersed myself in the culture of fashion. I used to watch fashion TV, all the shows in Paris, Milan, and New York. I used to practice modeling in the kitchen, in my mother's shoes, um, in her wigs, you know, all types of stuff. That's awesome. Ever since I was a little girl. You were training I was, yourself. I was training myself. I watched Naomi Campbell and Tyra Banks on fashion TV and Lindy Evangelista and Christy Turlington. I watched all of them on TV to practice my walk, to practice my poses. That's how engrossed I was in the culture of fashion and modeling. And that's one tip I would give people. 
engross yourself into whatever your passion is. Take classes, watch videos, YouTube tutorials, whatever it is so you can get better at it as much as possible. Also, invest, invest, invest. Invest in whatever it is that you want to do. Because um, a lot of people say, I want to do this, I want to do that. But I'm like, where's your investment? Mm-hmm. They don't you put know? the time in. Right, right. Yeah. Or the resources. Exactly. Because yeah. I think we are we're now in this like microwave society where people expect like, oh, well, I said I'm this, so it should just automatically happen. And that's not reality. Reality is you actually still have to put in some work, darling. You know, uh, there are a lot of people who may not be as talented, but they work hard. And uh, a lot of times hard work will take you further than the people who are talented because you have people who are talented who are lazy as hell. Right. But if you're talented and you work hard, you have no choice but to win. That's right. And um, you just have to to build and build and build and build on that. So I built on that from a young girl. Uh, I ended up going to a models convention in my junior year of high school. And I got callbacks from Elite Models, 17 Magazine, and uh, two other agencies that are no longer around. But they love me, wanted me to lose weight. Uh, I'm an athlete, you know, for all the seasons that were in school. So I'm like, lose weight, where? What are you talking about? But I'm like, okay, well, let me try starvation diet. Starvation diet doesn't really work for me. doesn't um, work for most people. Well, look, you've been around me. You know I like to eat. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's also I'm a like... foodie, and you know, I just I was really going against nature. I'm just a naturally curvy girl, mm-hmm. and um, I am so glad that you know. Instead of, uh, I got to a point where I was fighting it for quite a bit, uh, fighting it to fit into what the modeling world said I should be. Right, but eventually, I just said, you know what. Let me make what they see as my flaw. Let me embrace that and let that be the thing that stands out about me. So I took that being the curvier girl. And although I was signed to an agency, I kind of went the urban fashion route. Mm -hmm. I was working with a lot of um, urban um, brands at that time. The Meccas and Aniches and uh, Kalkanai and Fubu and... Averick's. All of that. All of that. Uh... Because I felt like they were more open to uh, embracing or finding a piece that could fit my body. Now, mind you, this is when I'm on a smaller scale of plus. I was like a size 8, 10. Okay? <laughs> is, that even, so I, is that even plus? I thought plus didn't start till like 14 or 16. Oh, no. In the modeling world. Oh, in the modeling world. In the modeling world, plus size starts like double at zeros like is a normal. full size 6. <laughs> yeah. Like, if you're a curvy six, you're pretty much in the plus department. Well, can I ask you about that? Because in the modeling world, I think of a couple of different things. I think of the runway world where they literally want men and women to be coat hangers for clothes. Um, I mean, the first thing comes to mind is that poor young guy that, like, collapsed in Brazil and died last Mm -hmm. week because Mm -hmm. he was probably malnutrit, you know, malnourished. Mm. Um, And then – but then I think of the commercial world, like print, catalog – uh, you know, TV where, you know, it's, there's all kinds of body sizes because you're as a model, you're supposed to like represent the lifestyle around that product or that brand. So did you, did you feel like embracing your, uh, your authentic self was a drawback or did you feel like you could ultimately find, um, like a a whole channel as you have a whole channel of customers who would, who would embrace that as well? 
Well, I felt like, let me show them what I could do in this body. Mm-hmm. So there have been times where I've bought different, I've uh, purchased different companies, their clothes, and shot it just so I can show you that a plus model can shoot in, for this designer or for this brand, and it can look amazing. Let me show you what it looks like when you have a fuller size woman in this music video. Um, let me show you the applause or the buzz that it can get. Let me show you what it looks like to have a plus size woman in this dress on the runway in your clothes. And that's just how I think you slowly start to move the culture forward. Mm-hmm. You have to sometimes, a lot of people, we are trained, we're programmed to what is beautiful, what is right, what is wrong. And sometimes it takes you showing them exactly how it can be done for them to say, oh, wow, I I never thought of it that way. Now I can see it that way. And I'm all about changing people's minds. Well, I feel like, um, do you ever look at Pop Sugar? Yes. So... They're one of the websites now where if let's say there's a a picture of a celebrity in a bathing suit that they're highlighting as the story. And then when you scroll down on that story, you see that same bathing suit on like uh, five different body types, plus size, black woman, white woman. You know, have you ever seen that before? How they do that? And you can shop every one of them. But it's Mm. basically them showing you Mm -hmm. that this same bathing suit that was featured on the celebrity is actually applicable to all these different types of of bodies. Mm -hmm. Right. And I feel like that is a bit, and maybe this is naive because, I don't know, maybe I'm looking at things that... Um, it's okay. Yeah. But I'm just saying, I mean, Pop Sugar is very, very popular. Mm-hmm. So my point is, it feels like plus size is the new norm. And and maybe I'm wrong about that. So explain that to me. We're working on it being the new norm, but it's still not the new norm yet. Because it used to be like designers wouldn't even make plus size uh, sizes for their collections. They would stop at like eight. A you lot know, of them is still stopping now. I, now let's be clear. No, I Just, know. Uh, but you also have to remember this. Some of these brands have been making plus-size clothing. They just don't advertise that oh, they have I plus. See. Yeah, you're right. you're right. So unless I go on the website, which means I have to search to see if they have my size. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow, they do offer it in my size. I didn't know that because they never advertise for mm-hmm. it. I'm not going to mention these two brands, but... Um, there are two particular brands I wear quite a bit. You would not know that they have plus because you, they have never done a campaign with a plus size model. So a lot of people will ask me, "Where? oh, where'd you get that dress from? And I'm like, oh, that's such and such. And they're like, really? They have plus size stuff? I'm like, yeah, they have a lot of plus size stuff. I said, they just don't advertise it so you don't know. And that's because a lot of designers feel like, Advertising with a plus size model, that's not um, fantasy or it, you know, a plus size model is not going to make the clothes look good, which we know the devil is a lie because I make clothes look fabulous, darling. (laughs) So, um, but I think now we are in a society where we are changing minds. We're changing how people look at what is acceptable and what is right. There are so many different body shapes and looks and, you know, not just uh, body diversity, but racial diversity. Uh, There are a lot of brands that would never have black models, but now they have black models in their campaigns and in their shows. And all of that is important. 
Absolutely. Well, let's take a quick break. Mm-hmm. Um, but when we come back, I want to I want to dig into that a little bit more. I also want to ask you what the themes in your book are about, like what inspired you to write that. And I specifically want you to tell the story because I was so impressed about it, um, about how you, you know, methodically chose to like skip college and that whole route to pursue this passion that you, you know, started as a young girl. Okay. Follow the show on Instagram at solar underscore stories. And you can find more episodes of Solar Stories and learn more about solar at solar.com. So I definitely want to dive a little deeper into what we were talking about, the world of plus. Um, I think there's a lot more to be explored there, probably more than we can even talk about today. But, Mm -hmm. you know, the whole idea of like, you know, plus size stores or even on the men's side, big and tall stores being Mm -hmm. separate from regular size stores like that. It's like a whole nother industry or it has been for a long time. And actually it's a big industry, but, um, but now I'm starting to see starting, you said it, you said it, Mm -hmm. it's, it's barely scratching the surface, but things are starting to come together a bit. Um, and all body sizes are beginning to be, um, represented a little bit more, um, in advertisements. Um, and how does your life and your challenges and your work as an activist mm. in your plus size work connect to why you decided to write a book? Ooh. Well, through my modeling, I started to realize how people felt represented by my work. And being on Project Runway, becoming one of the first models to win the model portion of Project Runway people all they just kept commenting about my confidence. Oh my god, I love your confidence. I love your poise. You have such presence on the runway. And these are actually things that I teach in my model boot camp uh called Life of a Working Model Boot Camp. So where can, you can I'd like you to plug that where Oh can yeah, people, you can where always can people... get more information on my website lyrasc.com okay. and um you know after you start, you've been in the business for a sec, you th- you look back on certain opportunities you've had and how can you connect more with your audience or, you know, how can you make another stream of income as well? Because y- you as a model, you're a business. And a lot of people don't realize that you are your own business. And a brand. And a brand, yeah. So That's why this guy's sitting here. <laughs> exactly. Mr. <laughs> brand Manager. Shout out to uh, Mr. Holland from Duck Holland. And um, and I wanted a way to put a piece of me out into the world that was tangible, but that could also help people. A lot of the principles I teach in my model boot camp are about your presence and your poise and what it takes to be a model. But there, I started to notice I had women who were coming to my model boot camps who were like, oh, well, I'm an author and I'm, I'm a pageant queen and I have a competition coming up. I'm not necessarily trying to model, but I just want the tips that models use. And I thought, you know what? I need to take those principles that I use as tips for models and put it in a book, package it so people can literally make the world their runway, too. They can work on their poise. They can work on their presence. They can work on their power. 
Because when I stand at the end of a runway, I'm standing in the power of who I am. I'm standing in the power of my je ne sais quoi. You know what you represent. Uh, exactly, your posture is. You know, it's important to have great posture on the runway. So, you know, you're showing the clothes well, but also your posture is your alignment. Who are you aligned with in your life? Who's in your circle? Because they are like the spine of your life. So they can direct you this way or that way. You can be slumped over, or you can be standing up straight, going somewhere. So all of that is very, very, very important. So I expound upon this in a book and make the world your runway. It's every uh, model secrets for everyday confidence and success. Because I believe confidence is that one key in life that can help open so many doors for you. Whether it's for a job interview, whether it's because, uh, you know, when you go into a job interview, you need to seem confident about Yes, I am here to get this job, you know, whatever it is, or whether it's walking into a, a singles mixer. So you can maybe let your light shine a little bit more so you can get that guy who's got his eye on you from across the room. Maybe he feels like, wow, she she just looks so confident and, you know, comfortable in her skin. Confidence I just want to talk. Sexy. Right. A lot of men talk about how much conf- they love a confident woman. 100%. Yeah. You can have, You've I think met there was, my a, wife. See? <laughs> yes, but there was uh, a study, I think it was like one of those magazines like Cosmo or Glamour, and they said, would you rather have a insecure model or a confident everyday woman? And I think it was something like all these men were like, I take a confident everyday woman any day, like an average, well, quote unquote, average looking woman over a supermodel who was insecure. So that just shows you how much confidence plays a part. Uh, And I feel like confidence is that one key that can change your life. So um, in business, in friendships, and just personally for anything that you need to do in life. And that's what I feel the book is. It's like a... It's like a seminar on confidence. It's a seminar on looking your best, not only on the outside, but on the inside as well. It's like model. It's like a model class meets a life class, right. like Oprah meets Tyra Banks. Right. Right. <laughs> right. That's that's actually really. Yeah. Cool. Imagine if that would happen. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure um, it's already happened. <laughs> the um, the thing that sort of popped into my head while you were saying that mm-hmm. one of the things that I think is so impressive about not only you, but some of the other model influencers that are on solar, like uh, Roger Hunter and Jonathan Morgan is that you guys are experienced models. Mm-hmm. You've been doing it for a while. And so you have now you have the luxury of like choosing what jobs you take. Mm-hmm. But one of the things that I think is, uh, uh, challenging for a lot of young people that are attractive that may, might have the look to be a model, but they don't have that confidence. And and you know this about the industry. They put themselves out there. Some mm-hmm. people do things they shouldn't to get jobs, like, mm-hmm. you know, uh, and, and so how do you, and do, maybe you talk about this in your book. So mm-hmm. my question is, how do you instill that confidence in young uh, men or women who want to become models so that they don't expose themselves to that environment that is part of the modeling industry still? Well, one, I would say read the book. (laughs) 
But two, I think it's um, it's a few things. It is surrounding yourself with a great community of people who are going somewhere. So that way, uh, you know, you're saying, hey, I'm going to go shoot with such and such. And they're like, oh, I don't know about that photographer. You might want to, you know, stand clear of that person. Or when you start to get in your head too much, you may have that friend that's like, look, you know, you're fabulous. Take a beat. Go have a cocktail, go to the spa, do whatever you have to do. That was just one casting. Let's move forward from that. I think it's very important to have a positive mindset, which I also talk about this in the book. It's another one of my P's. Because uh, positivity is that thing that you have to put in a place to keep you sane, truthfully, mm-hmm. and modeling. Because mm-hmm. a lot of people try to come into modeling to find self-esteem, and the modeling world is really not for that. If anything, <laughs> it can knock down yeah. your self-esteem. Some... But I'm telling you, I've had yeah. girls who's like, oh, I just I wanted to get into modeling so I could boost my confidence. I said, well, sweetie, you're in the wrong business. You need to come in here with some type of confidence because they will try to eat you alive. If anything, it... Um, it magnifies what's already there. So thankfully, I was already pretty confident. So it just magnified what was already there. But I think when you start to surround yourself with positive people, when you start to um, eat, sleep, and breathe positivity, whether it's reading the books or listening to different podcasts, you need to train your mind because mindset rules everything. Train your mind to see the the glass half full instead of half empty. Uh, Train your mind to also realize that what's meant for you will always find you. And that's a big one. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. So as a follow-up to that, though, and this is, um, I think, where we can begin to explore your influencer Mm -hmm. career as well. Um, How do you pause in your pursuit of confidence where you where you don't become a narcissist or mm-hmm. somebody that is connected to sort of the baggage that goes with the influencer community in some in some places where like people view influencers as like narcissists or mm-hmm. self promoters or all you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You, how well, do you, how do you find that balance where you're mm-hmm. confident but you don't look like you're uh, just trying to be a self promoter? I think one of the th- best things to do is to. Have a have a certain friends and family members that you know, they do not care about where you've been, what you did, or who you are, that you allow them to still continue to be honest with you. To say, girl, okay, now, you're doing the most. You might want to have a seat, or you might want to rein that in. You need to keep people who around around you who are not yes-men. Mm-hmm who you don't mind them saying something that might hurt your feelings just a little bit, but you know it's done in love. I think also keeping yourself grounded in your community. I go and I speak to youth groups. I speak to women's groups. Uh, Sometimes I've been known to pop up at hospitals, and those are the type of things that continuously keep me grateful for the life that I'm able to lead because it could be a whole other way. But because I know that this person is a young person and they're battling cancer or, um, you know, this is a person who's in a senior citizen home and doesn't have anybody to really come and check up on them. But I may 
be that one person that calls them once a month to say, hey, you know, I'm just checking in on you. I hope you're doing okay. It's those things that start to keep you grounded. Also realizing that it could all be gone in an instant. It could all be gone in an instant. So if you do not keep yourself grounded, because there are a lot of people who miss out on opportunities because of their mouth and because of their attitude. Ooh, that's big. It's true. Oh, of course it's true. There are a lot of people that will say, I want to work with Lyris again just because it's like, Lyris comes here. She has a good attitude. She works hard. She delivers on the deliverables. If she says she's going to be at something, she's there. If she says she's going to do this, she does it. If she's not able to do it, she'll say, hey, this happened. People like when you are reliable, when you are trustworthy, and when you are easy to work with. And if you're not easy to work with, I'm telling you, bad news travels so much faster than good news. Mm-hmm. Amen. I'm telling you. So just on the strength of that, that should keep you grounded. And you have to also remember, I've been in this 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 industry modeling for over a decade. So I've seen the waves and how things change and move. So, yeah, we can have influencers right now, but you never know what can happen. Right. Never know. Could so, be something totally different in five years. You never know. So That's what I keep telling people about Instagram. Don't rely on that. <laughs> but but this is why you have to Zuckerberg will find a way to destroy it. <laughs> but this is why you have to remain like a good person. J- just a genuinely good person because you never know. That person that you're like being rude to can then be the person that you're applying for their company to get a job. Right. You never know where life can take you. When we come back, I'd like to invite Christopher Holland in on our conversation. Yay. Welcome back. Lyris and uh, Lyris Cross and uh, her brand manager and friend, Mr. Christopher Holland from Duck Holland, also part of the Solar family. Um, Lyris, I'd love to know, uh, let's get into the tricks of the trade. Um, anything that you can supply our listeners with that would be um, literal tools they could they could use to um, uh, to enhance their online presence, to enhance their ability to be um, um, more successful in auditions, whatever it might be. I mean, beyond like sort of the power and the advice you've given already. Mm-hmm. And then, how does Christopher or how Christopher do you help uh, Lyris accomplish those goals? And why did you hire Christopher as somebody who would help you accomplish those goals? Well, one of my tips, some people may not agree with this, but do not buy followers. Do not buy followers. Yep. I'd rather be a micro-influencer at the place where I'm at right now, but those people chose to be there with me, and they cho- since they chose there, chose to be with me, they are invested in my journey. Mm-hmm. So I appreciate that. Another thing is uh, for your stories or your posts, just... Share it like you're talking to a best friend rather than like, hey, you know, like you're talking down to somebody. Right. Or like, oh, I'm so big and mighty. 
just share it like you're talking to one of your your homegirls or one of your homeboys. Right. And it makes it gives a, a tone of it being like relatable and real. And people feel that's why a lot of people will contact me and say, girl, you're like a friend in my head or you're like the best friend that I never met because I guess there's a way that I tell my stories, whether it's through Insta story or Facebook posts or, you know, on Twitter that they feel a connection because it feels like I'm just talking to one of my girlfriends. Uh, Another thing I would say, use good, uh, put quality images up, you know, should be blurred. Yeah. Quality content. Um, That's been a recurring theme. In a lot of these conversations, yes, quality. each one of you, particularly uh, people that are involved in the in the solar community, mm-hmm. are really focused on content. And that, and m- a lot of people forget how hard it is and mm-hmm. how much work there is involved in really producing good content for your social. Sometimes, for a one minute clip that I'm putting on Instagram, it can sometimes take me two hours just right. to edit the clip. I've seen you do it. I mean, you know, I've been yeah. around you and sometimes yeah. I'm, and I'm like, oh, my God, I'm trying to get this post done. Like, this is taking forever. I know. But that's how concerned I am about trying to make sure that my post is real, relatable, and that it looks good. <laughs> right. It looks good. Now, with Chris, I met Chris through uh, a mutual business contact and... Uh, he was boasting about me. Oh, this is Lyra. She's been in the industry and she has some stuff she's, she's working on and trying to do. And the thing I loved about Chris was he loved me immediately just the way I am. He wasn't asking me, oh, you need to change this. You need to change that. If anything, he was just like, how can I help you? And I remember he said, you know, well, where are you going? I was like, oh, well, I have a meeting with these people for this. And he was like, you shouldn't be going to meetings by yourself at this point. Like, you are a brand. And sometimes, I guess because I am really down to earth, I don't look at myself like how other people look at me. Or your body of work. (laughs) Or my body of work. Because the brand, your brand is way bigger than your following. So. So it's like, I didn't look at it like that but i saw the difference it started to make when i had chris as my brand manager come with me to different meetings mm-hmm. and sometimes you do need a certain buffer that's like no this is what she expects it's like you have to teach my my sister always says standards are what you allow mm-hmm. and you also have to teach people how to treat you so a lot of times if people know that they can access you directly they'll try to get over on you right. but when they have to go through someone else it's like oh she's really about her business mm-hmm. Teamwork makes a dream, dream work. work. Yes, it does. So I'm well, just so, so it, it gives people another perspective. You yeah. know, I mean, because you, you as the individual, I do this myself. We all do this. We mm-hmm. get lost in our own perspective about who we are, mm-hmm. and that perspective is often wrong. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. and the outside world sees us differently. Yes. So it's great to have a, a trusting voice who yes. can who can frame that up for us. Yes, and I know he has my best intentions at heart, and um, that's what he does. Yeah, and I know that he genuinely loves me, respects me, and anything that he can do for me, he will, and he does that for everybody in Duck Holland. So, it, like, I we went to dinner last night, and I was just like. I gave him a hug and he just was like, thank you. 
And I was like, I really respect you because I see how you try to tend to everybody as much as you can. And you're only one person. I know. You know? Which I tell him is a problem all the time. <laughs> he needs to expand and get some more perspective as well. <laughs> <laughs> He's working on it. He's working on it. But you know, I, he's a Libra like me, so a lot of times we are like one woman or women shows, and it's like he needs to be training an army of people like him. He will to help be. out because this is be. what I don't understand: people at your level, mm-hmm. why don't most of them have brand managers or managers in general, like mother agents who can literally oversee uh, the the body of their work and make sure that everything that they do is is aligning with a central theme? Because a lot of times you don't know who to find as your manager because you'll have someone who's like a music manager, but they'll say, oh, well, I really don't know what to do with a model. Mm. Or I don't necessarily know what to do with a, a influencer like you because still influencers still very new. Right. Uh, you also, I know I've gone through this as, as a woman, just male managers trying to take advantage. trying Like they're trying to get, you know, I'm like, no, we don't. I don't want you to get pussy. Like, let's get, uh, let's get a million dollar deal. Right. Like, it's better for you to be able to say, me and her got money together rather than me and her had sex. Right. You know. So over the years, I've experienced that where people wanted to manage me, but they really wanted to manage what was between my legs, and <laughs> that was not going to happen. Right. So for years and years, I just I only had my modeling agents. Right. I didn't have an overall like brand manager. So, Chris, what made you decide that you thought you were somebody who could manage influencers, models, musicians? I mean, you've got uh, quite a cast of characters as your clients. Honestly, for years, I did everything in my power not to do this shit. (laughs) I went to med school, quit, went to law school. Oh, let's go do this law thing, graduate and go into a firm and blah, blah, blah. No, no, no. And the whole time... My sister, Marsha, was like, you keep fighting it. Right. You you have a lot of friends who are artists that are in entertainment that are actually exceptional. And they're your, they're your inner core. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, you're an artist too, Chris. So you need to just go with that and stop trying to fight it. And so when I stopped, um, it started to come easy. Mm-hmm. And so, but I mean, like. I like Libras tend to have an eye. I just know what looks we're like naturally drawn to aesthetics and like beauty and stuff like that. I just what, know do, what how, do you call me? I am her Clive and she's my Whitney. <laughs> <clears throat> and I have like a Whitney in every category <laughs> opera, violin, modeling, like you know. Mm-hmm. And you know, I think marketing turned out to be the thing for me because it's. It's product placement, but it's also about what is going to appeal to the eye. Mm-hmm. And I'm always looking for the symmetry. Mm-hmm. So I, when I decided to start doing this, I was just kind of like, well, that's just kind of like where I dwell anyway. So let me see if I can play to my strengths and see if we can figure this stuff out. And here and there, here a little, there a little, <laughs> it's been coming together and now... I'm just kind of like, yeah, and they all, all of my clients, they want to know my honest opinion about how things look. They're like, how does this look? And I'm like, yeah, that looks right. Or they'll ask and I'll be like, no, that's not right. That's not going to be right. That's not you. That's not, that's not it. And we usually end up coming to the right conclusions. It always, 
ends up working out. So, and, and I I do have to fit this into this episode. I just want to say, not only is does he manage the brand, but he also knows when to step in and give you that push that you really need. He has been around me since before Project Runway. And he was around when I literally was distraught, depressed. I'm not going to get emotional right now. I'm going to hold this. I'm going to push these tears back. Um, But when I was ready to give up. Mm -hmm. And I remember we went out to lunch after an event and I remember I didn't even have like money to get home like in a cab and he's just like you know don't worry about it put you home in a cab but but at that lunch he was just like baby girl you're gonna be fine like he just spoke life into me and I think that there is something really special um as a woman when a, a man sees value in you and he doesn't you know, he's not trying to sleep with you. And he's just like, I just want the best for you. You are going to win. This is only a, a moment that you're going through. We're going to push too- past through this, through this. And you're going to be okay. And literally, it's because of the words of a few men in my corner that did help me to push past that moment. Where literally six months after that, my life was already changing. Because I did Project Runway. I did Steve Harvey show. And literally... Two or three months before, I was about to quit and move back to Baltimore. I mean, honestly, I told her, for one, I think too often people try to get their meat where they get their bread. And that's where the problem comes in. I'm like, you're doing too much. Just Mm -hmm. keep, like, keep your kind of romantic and personal relationships separate from your business. And it gets murky. So I think that's a problem that people have a... uh, with, with walking a line. And also to that end, what I told Lyris was... You were given the gift. So what are you going to do? What else are you going to do? Yeah, because I was like, it's I'm going to your... go back and just get a regular job. And he's like, It ain't your fault, but it is your problem. <laughs> and it is your responsibility. So there's not a bunch of you running around here like that. So what are you going to do? Like, what? Quit. Quitting, that, that possibility happened so far back. You can't even blink your eye to catch those memories. That That's long ago. Like, we're beyond that. You just have to push through. You know what I'm saying? And what did I tell you? <laughs> I said, hold on. Yes, you did. Don't he said it go. just like that. <laughs> He's like, hold on. And he then Broderick had the same. Hold on. Broderick had the up. same situation at the same time as Lyrus. And I was doing the same thing with both of them. And he was like, ah. And I was like, hold on. Don't let go. Yeah, that's what that's what it was. Hold on, don't let go. But it's the truth. Because, but this goes back to what I was saying about the book, like the posture of your life, who who's around you. Because I'm usually the strong person for so many other people, and now I was in this weak moment. But thankfully, because I'm aligned with great people around me, I had that person to say, "Uh, uh-uh, uh, head up, shoulders back, push through this. You're gonna do it. Hold on, don't let go." Well, on that note, that's the perfect note to wrap up. Mm-hmm. And I wish this world had more Lyris Crosses and Christopher Hollands in it. <laughs> um, like I said, you've got to train an army. How can people get a hold of you, Lyris? Uh, please follow me on social media uh, at Twitter and Instagram at Lyris C, which is L-I-R-I-S-C. On Facebook under Lyris Cross, and that's Cross with, a, with an E at the end. 
and on YouTube under L-O-A-W Model, short for Life of a Working Model. And, uh, of course, the main place that you need to come check out is my solar store. So (laughs) go to solar.com and just put my name in the search bar, and you will be able to find all the products that I love and um, just more about me. And also, make sure you go to my website, lyrisc.com, L-I-R-I-S-C.com, to get my book, Make the World Your Runway, so you can make the world your runway, too. Perfect. Thank you so much again for being with us today. Thank you, Christopher. That's it for Solar Stories. Thank you so much for listening. Please come back next time for another great guest and another great story on the art and business of influence. I'm George Manley. This is where the story starts. We can't wait to hear yours. Solar Stories is presented by Solar Inc. You can find more about solar at solar.com. Copyright 2019, Solar Inc., all rights reserved. Thank you for listening.